these are the places that we need help with in terms of communicating all these benefits that we pour our heart and souls into to, to make them uh, successful for our employees. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. Good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, it's Ben Eubanks, host of We're Only Human. I'm really glad to have you here. It's going to be a good conversation today. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, heads up, by the way, at the end of this year, just like pretty much every year, open enrollment's going to happen, even though it feels like this is the strangest year we've ever seen. Those things that make the business go are still going to have to continue happening. And so when I was talking to the team about you know the, the conversation we're going to have today, that was one of the things that kept popping in my head is... We have to do these things, even if the workplace looks different, even if some things are different and you know, the environment has changed and the variables are up in the air, we don't know what's going to happen. Some of those things still have to happen. And so I'm excited to have a conversation today about partially open enrollment, partially about benefits, partially about whatever else we can kind of cram into our time together. So to join me for the conversation, I have Jesse Albro. Jesse is over with the team at Flint, and I'm really excited to have him join me. So welcome, Jesse. Thanks, Ben. Great, great to be on the show. I uh, really appreciate it. Absolutely. So before we dive into some of the nerdy stuff, as I like to call it, tell the audience a little about who you are and what you do. Yeah, you bet. My name is Jesse. I'm the director of BizDev over here at Flint Communications. I work with teams in really help, helping to drive employee engagement and education while hopefully saving HR teams a lot of time and money in the process. So when you're not running that, that show day to day, what do you like to do? I'm kind of an outdoorsy guy. Uh, I've lived in Colorado. My wife and I live up in Burlington, Vermont now. Uh, I grew up in New England, so we, we always kind of had our, our sights set on living up here. So I'm a big skier, love to, love to hike, camp, that sort of thing. And when I'm not doing that, I like to dabble with video. That's really my passion and, and actually the core of my background. So I come from uh, a long line of, of just and so I really like that sort of thing. And uh, anything creative is just just really my 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 side hobby. So anytime I can do anything along those lines, I'll always try to jump on it. Okay, wonderful. I love to hear that. I, the outdoor thing appeals to me so much, and I, that's always been my my bent too. And uh, this year I've been nursing a knee injury for like six months. And so I, I haven't been able to do that. And so I'm like, I'll go walk outside, but that doesn't seem to me <laughs> as going out and getting a good sweat on. So yeah. I'm living vicariously through your, your good, adventure, good. skiing, everything else. I, it's, I'm glad to hear someone else having fun and, and enjoying it. <laughs> as, much, as much as you can in 2020, you know, yes. any, any, extent, any excuse to get out of the house is, is good by me. So uh, yes, um. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I gave the audience a little bit of a, a heads up, a preview about what we want to cover today. Your team does a lot of work with companies and you, you gave a little snip, snippet of it earlier. I'd love for you to dig a little deeper into what Flint does so the audience understands that more practically. But we talked about, or I, I gave the, the preview of open enrollment. We, this stuff is coming. Um, this is going to happen again. And it's like, hey, heads up, Christmas is in December this year. You know, surprise. <laughs> But in the midst of everything else, I talked to someone the other day and she had that moment like, 
oh yeah, that's, that's still going to happen, even though everything else feels like it's, it's on a, you know, tipping off the rails. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because I know that's one, one of the things that Flint specializes in. It's what the team does really well. It's what the customers love about the work you guys do. So let's talk about open enrollment and really looking at that from a marketing perspective, right? Before we get into this year and how things are kind of crazy and changing, let's talk about what it looks like for a normal year if you don't mind, like tell me yeah. what that looks like from a customer yeah. perspective, um, what the experience is like for the employees, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, open enrollment is definitely one of those things where like, like exactly like you said, Ben, it's on the calendar every year and it always really tends to sneak up on you. So traditionally the way it's really occurred with, with from our perspective, working with all of our, our different clients is that it's always going to vary from group to group. And so one of the things that we like to focus on is really trying to help alleviate some of those bottlenecks when it comes to effectively communicating all of the hard work that HR is doing out to their employees. And so, you know, in order to accomplish that, you, you have to have a really robust set of tools at your disposal. So what we like to do is really listen to each one of our unique clients around this time of year, especially, and kind of figure out what are some of the key pain points that you're trying to communicate out to employees this year? What are some key changes? that are coming down the pipeline that you feel employees should really know about. And so traditionally, you know, before 2020, it, it's definitely never been a one size fits all approach, but it's always going to be focused around the, the general topic of OE and making sure that we can really figure out, okay, this is what your, your communication objectives are. Here's what your budget is. Here's what we can do to help out and really make sure we're able to streamline that process and try to, take as much of that work off of HR's plate as possible. I'm thinking I'm having some like cold sweats and flashbacks to the days of open enrollments where <laughs> I'm, I'm sending the world's longest email about the most complex topic that I have to talk to our employees about. And I'm thinking if they read this, they're not going to understand it. And if they, you know, they'll probably skim right over it and then they'll come to me after I've sent the third notice and ask, you know, Hey, why are, why are my benefits like still on hold? it's just a pain to have to deal with those things. And so I love, I love the fact that like you said, this is, let's make this easy. Let's just take this off your yeah. plate if we can. Let's try to simplify this. And in addition to that, you said no one's one size fits all, but at the same time, you get the chance to see dozens and dozens and dozens of companies and what they're, what's working for them. And so you can blend those things over. I'd imagine, I don't know what words in your mouth, but I'd imagine you can blend those things over. Like this is really working well this year because yep. this scenario or this industry, this, this format, this media, whatever it might be, to allow them to get the benefits of being able to see those other companies and what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a great position to be in because we work with all different types of companies, all different sizes, uh, all different industries. And, you know, the common thread across all of those is that it like, exactly like you said, Ben, it really boils down to you have all these great benefits that you offer, but there's always going to be that issue of, of trying to make it accessible for employees. And so that's always going to be a consistent theme for, for everybody. The, the variables are really going to come down to that employee's population and that employer's uh, company culture. You know, what, what are some of the things that they want to instill in their, their benefits communications beyond the actual benefits themselves? And so being in a position uh, that I'm in, it's, it's great and just really to be able to look what the team is currently doing and say, okay, what's working right now? What's, what's working within your current infrastructure? And, and are you seeing a lot of questions in specific areas? And then having a medium like video to fall back on and say, let's, let's really focus on this one pain point that you seem to get a lot of questions around. And let's put together a piece that's going to be short and sweet that really addresses 
that particular topic and that particular question and make it as, as digestible for that employee as possible so we can cut down on the amount of questions that are coming to HR and, and really not only help that employee understand what's available to him or her, but also give them a sense of comfort you know, with all the, the benefits that are being offered to them and also use that as an opportunity to reflect their organization's culture and, and really you know, drive engagement and education at the same time. So it's, it's great. And I've learned so much at the seven years I've been with Flimp uh, about things I never even would have imagined. But, you know, for example, how certain industries within manufacturing are set up and, and how they typically communicate with clients versus folks that are more, you know, maybe in a tech, technology field that have employees that are in front of a computer and it's a little bit easier to reach them through email. So, you know, the overall overarching theme of open enrollment has traditionally been that. But as I mentioned, you have to be able to really adapt to what a particular team's needs are and be able to say, yes, we can do that. And here's what that could look like. And here's how it's going to work. And uh, most importantly, here's what your anticipated engagement results are going to be if you go down this road. As you were saying that, I'm thinking those kind of concepts, those ideas, thinking, hey, what are the top three questions you're getting every year? Let's address those up front. Some of those things are, are things that a marketer would think about. Right? That's the way that they operate. They're trying to answer the questions before the customers have to ask them. Yep. But we don't, always, we don't always do that as HR professionals, as HR leaders. We don't think in those sort of terms. Like, well, if they've got a question, they'll come ask me. But every time someone asks you a question, that takes you away from being able to do something that might lead to uh, – you've got other things on your plate, obviously, as an HR leader. But um, yeah. that pulls you away. That, and you might answer that question once for one person, and then the next day answer it for someone else, and the next day answer it for someone else. And it just over and over and over again. So I love the idea of creating something that's scalable. Everyone can see it. You said connecting the culture into that showing a little bit about our personality as a company and, and what we believe and letting that filter through. So it's not just a, this is an HSA and this is how your health savings account works. Like, Oh gosh, you know, that's, yeah. that can be painful, but to say, but to, to weave those things in about your culture and who you are. I love that as the approach. And one more thing that's, I said it earlier and you could tell, you could tell when you heard that the kind of company I worked for, because we had people working in an office, if they're getting emails, but, it's easy for me to forget because I've not worked in the manufacturing environment. There are some places where people don't have emails at all or they have them that they don't use because they're technicians out in the field or they're working on a shop floor and you have to figure out other ways to communicate with them that really connect with them on a deeper level. So there's so many good things there in that, in that one answer you dropped. I just, I just love that. Great. Yeah. And, and, and I think you really hit the nail on the head when you mentioned marketing. I mean, it really comes down to two things and, and it's, it's content, and it's, it's distribution, engagement, and tracking. So you, you really have the need for that content, that material that's going to answer those questions, get people excited, get them engaged, get them involved. But the second piece of that puzzle is going to be on the distribution side of things. You know, how do you then take that content and reach those employees that are out in the field or maybe in a manufacturing environment or, or in places that you're not typically going to be able to historically communicate digitally with them. And so what our focus on is really, okay, what are some things that you want to be able to, to really communicate effectively to your employees? What's your wish list? And so that's a question I always like to ask folks is, you know, what are the, the pain points? Let's figure out a way to distill those, those pain points down into some really short, succinct, engaging videos, typically, and messages. And then 
where are your employees? You know, what, what is their day-to-day like? How do we reach them? And on that front, you know, email has, has traditionally been the way that most people think of digital communications, but it's really important to be able to weave in text messaging, if possible, if you're able to text your employees, that's something that we're seeing more and more of these days. It's becoming kind of an expected form of communication. And then we can get really creative and do things like QR codes. So we work with a lot of folks in manufacturing as well as hospitality, a lot of large national chains that have thousands of restaurants throughout the the country. And so the challenge there is you have part-time employees, you have full-time employees, you have management. How do you get them to engage and understand what's available to them? And so we might say, you know, on the bulletin board, do a a print flyer and, and we can generate a QR code for you. Put that on there. And so from, from the, the accessibility perspective of it, it's really, really important to be able to have that multi-channel approach where you can send it out as many different ways as you'd like, as many different times as you'd like. So that's always going to be the, the, the consistent scenario as well, is being able to say, you know, we'll send it out, the content out as many different times, as many different ways as needed. And based on that, you know, we typically will see very high engagement rates averaging over 76%. So we we're happy to say that it works. I have a very, what seems like an elementary nuts and bolts kind of question, but you said short video. Can you define short? Is that yeah. you know, 30 two, seconds? Two minutes or one? less. Okay. Two minutes or less. Yeah. That's, that's where the engagement is going beyond that. And you, you see the drop off, I would imagine. Yeah. So it's also important to be able to track and measure all of this information you're sending out. And so we've done several case studies over the past uh, seven plus years. And so what we've really found is that it's important to present information in an on-demand format where you can let the employee choose what he or she wants to learn about at that moment. And so the short form explainer video is just the perfect medium for that where you can say, Here, here's a, a list of topics. You can learn about any of these at your own pace. And to answer your question, Ben, that two-minute mark is ideal. Sometimes they might go a little over. Sometimes they might be a little bit less, and that's fine. But that's, that's what I tell my clients is if you're looking to really see uh, com- watch the completion rates in the 90-plus percent range, you want to do it about two minutes. Okay. I knew that was something you, you probably have at your fingertips there. And I was, we're talking about this idea of thinking more like marketers. And, and that's one of the things that I know is hard to do. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the concepts, some of the ideas, some of the terms that we try to get across in the normal open enrollment, if we're, especially if we're making a change or there's, there's some new requirement around the benefits. There's, there's not a lot of benefits that are easy to explain in that, in that, in that little bit of, little bit of time, right? So you've got to be to the point. You've got to be, you've got to be really, careful about what you put in there. And I think that's one of the, one of the important pieces of approaching this like a marketer. You don't jump yeah. in with all the details and say, let me lay all this on you. You know, the new statute X, Y, Z, like your people need to know, here's the, here's the essentials. Here's the headline. Right. I can just lead them right into those things. So I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the way I think of it too, and explain it sometimes to folks is it's like almost like a funnel where, you know, you have that entry point and when that's where you want to get the main message across so using open enrollment as an example, you, you often want to have a two-minute or, or roughly two-minute video that announces OE, tells the employee, here's the absolute need-to-know information. These are the dates. These are the key changes. And then surround that information with the deeper dive information and let the employee then decide what they want to learn about at that moment. So one of the things that we really have always stressed is that 
digital communications has the advantage of being accessible throughout not only open enrollment, but the year as well. So what we'll usually see is you'll send out an open enrollment push. We, we call them tracked digital postcards, and those are going to be that microsite that's going to go out to somebody. It could be through email, text message, QR code, et cetera. And a lot of times you'll have a two-minute open enrollment video on there that lets that employee know, here's the deal. Here's what's, here's what's happening. Here's what you need to do. But then here's access to all of the other information that you could ever want. And what folks will do is they'll often open that up, could be on their smartphone, their tablet, their computer, wherever. They'll watch that first video and have a good understanding of what next steps are. But then now that that's open on their phone, their computer, they can then take that home, share it with their spouse, their dependent, their family, and, and go back and revisit things and understand, okay, you know, what was the changes to the PTO policy this year? Boom, here it is. Here's a little video or section of a video that explains that. And so that's something that, that is also really important is it's not ever going to be a one and done communication. The push is essential to get the initial engagement, but after you have that, you also need the pull. So just like marketing, I mean, it is very similar and there's a lot of parallels between effective open enrollment communications and, and, and marketing. You said spouse a second ago and I'm thinking back my, when my wife, so the last time my family personally had insurance, through an employer, it was through my wife's employer. And every time she'd get something, she said, you know, they said something and it sounds like Charlie Brown teacher, wah, 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 wah. And she said, here's, here's the packet, you figure it out because you're the benefits guy. <laughs> that's, that's, it's silly, it's funny, right? We laugh about it because you know it's true, but that's the reality for a lot of people is that I can ask, tell you, hey, you can have a meeting at work to hear all about this, come down to the office, but there are people that are like, hey, my spouse is the person that handles these things. Like, let's make sure that makes us accessible to them, not just accessible to me, where I can get there, but accessible to the people that help me make these decisions and that need to weigh in on this and those kind of things. So that was one of the things I, th I thought of when you said that was, life was like, please don't ever, you know, nothing can ever happen to you because I'll never know what to do with this benefit stuff, basically. Right. It becomes a ping pong match where, you know, you deal with it. Now you deal with it. You figure it out. Oh, you figure it out. And, and yeah, it, it's something that happens all the time. And, and I hear it every day. It's, and it's, it's unfortunate, and, but yet in some ways understandable because the benefits, I mean, they're so essential. They're so important. I mean, Ben, you know how much work goes into putting together all of these comprehensive mm -hmm. packages and options for employees. And that's always the, the, the biggest stopgap is, is like, okay, now that you have all this put together and you finally finalized everything, it's ready to go. How do you make it, how do you make it digestible for, to somebody who doesn't know anything about benefits whatsoever? And how do you not only show them the options, but also emphasize the importance behind it and, and the care that, that is also associated with these, these topics. And so that's really the, the pain point that is our mission to really be able to go out and solve things. And, and also bring things into a digital light where, where, you know, things have traditionally been held in person. And even before, you know, COVID it's, it's like now a question of our, how do we take these things that have been happening in person now, unfortunately, you know, by force with, with everything that's going on this year, bring them online and make them, make them accessible, make that transition smooth. So I had actually meant to ask you a little bit ago about what was going to happen in the past and then ask you about what's going to happen in the future. I wanted to kind of connect those two things and I got all hung up in the, in the, the nuts and bolts and all the exciting pieces of how that works. But I'd love for you to put on your, your forecaster hat for a second and think about what's next. What is this, this coming year going to look like, or even the years beyond this? Because I, my sense is, is what the research is showing that companies are making changes now 
not just for the foreseeable future, but for, you know, long-term in some cases about how they're going to bring people to the workplace, things like that. I know that doesn't affect everyone, but I'm curious, how is what's happening in the world going to change what open enrollment looks like going forward? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and what we're really seeing is that the trend even before COVID has been towards on-demand digital communication. And 2020 has just accelerated that process for a lot of folks and really forced a lot of people to start thinking about, okay, how can we now reach a workforce that was all under the same roof and is now potentially dispersed throughout the country in all different types of locations? And so really what we've been seeing initially just just this year when it comes to open enrollment in the new reality of, of living in a, a pandemic, it's, it's, you know, historically, as I mentioned, open enrollment was always the key focus, but now we're starting to see other topics and other types of communication needs be added on top of that. So give you an example, returning to the workplace safely. How do we communicate our not only open enrollment, but our onboarding as well. You know, how are we going to send out information to new employees that are working remote? And this is something that, you know, we've been doing and helping folks with out a lot over the past seven plus years, but now it's all kind of happening during open enrollment season in addition to the typical OE communications. I feel like this year has been the year of, for a lot of companies to, to get serious about communications overall. And I don't know if you've seen that from your perspective, but because you have that, that lens across a lot of your customers, but it feels like just watching from the outside in for my, for my perch here, companies have, have really gone deep into trying to over communicate, trying to share everything they can because Sometimes it feels like week to week, even the the truth is changing or it's evolving. What we what we need to be doing is is shifting, and because of that, they're having to be more targeted and more intent about their their communication to their people. And it was my my guess is that it, that kind of thing is going to bleed over into just how they're communicating to their on the whether it's benefits or whether it's other new policies, it's new changes, things like that. It, I think that sort of in a good, in a good way. That's one of the good outcomes of this is companies are actually really communicating with their people for the first time in a, in a, in a solid way that they have a plan behind it. Yeah. And, and that is definitely a silver lining of this whole situation is that folks are now looking um, to, to do it not only to make their internal processes easier, but also make it easier for the employees. That's really what this is all about is, is making this, all this information that you get as an, as an employee of a company, just translating into a language that people can understand, but also letting them know when and where to access things. And so this year, that's exactly right. And, and, and what we're seeing is that with the need to now have to do everything online, in-person meetings are happening less and less. And again, this was even the trend before 2020, where you know folks are looking to save costs and time and money by either supplementing or in a lot of cases, completely replacing the, the in-person meetings and the travel. And so with, with, with the situation that's happening, that's, that's something that we're seeing even more of where people are looking to not just go, go beyond open enrollment, you know, okay, that's important, but what about all the other benefits, the voluntary products that we offer? You know, also, how do we help employees choose the right healthcare plan once they've actually learned about them. And so that's where uh, a decision support tool 
can, can be really helpful, which we do uh, help a lot of folks out as well. We have two decision support tools, one for voluntary, one for voluntary supplemental. So it all goes back to that, that flexible approach where, you know, we have this toolbox at our disposal as, as Flimp, where we like to say, okay, what are the pain points? And, and as you probably can imagine, people are always happy to let you know, these are the things that we're struggling with. These are the places that we need help with in terms of communicating all these benefits that we, you know, pour our heart and souls into to, to make them uh, successful for our employees. And we can say, no problem. You know, this is, a, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do a push communication around this, 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 and then with the decision support tool, maybe we'll add that as well. If you have a new, let's say, high deductible health plan that you're rolling out for this year and you want to let people understand, you know, how that works and, and, you know, maybe um, increase some enrollment numbers around that just based off of your employee demographic. So the word that I say constantly when I speak with, with my clients on a day-to-day basis is flexibility. And, and, you know, we need to really be able to the first and foremost, listen to what teams need and then be able to meet those needs with, with really affordable yet effective solutions. So let's talk about you. You've listened to the, the podcast before. One of the things I'd love to do is to give people who are listening some ideas, some practical tips, things like that. So we've given them, we've, we've talked about some really amazing things today. I've, I've got some good notes over here from the conversation, but I'd love to know any, do you have any stories or examples, case studies, something that some of your customers are doing that's working well for them that someone else can say, Oh, that's, you know, that's a great idea. I can, I can leverage that idea. Anything like that that you'd be willing to share? Yeah, absolutely. One of the, the recent success stories that comes to mind, we had a, a group that came to us that was undergoing major benefit carrier changes across the board in addition to a rebrand. And so, you know, they came to us, they found us on, on, on Google, the old fashioned way. And, and they came to us and they were like in a panic, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to help us. Like, what do we do? And so, you know, first thing I'll say is take a deep breath, you know, look at the, the issues that you're facing and figure out what the, the main priorities are for the things that you want to communicate. And so what we ended up doing for them is we put together a year round communication strategy where we started with open enrollment. We said, you know, let's start small. You don't have to do everything at once necessarily. And let's, let's figure that out first because that's, that's the main priority. And so we were able to take not only the new benefits information, but also their rebrand. So we looked at their new branding guidelines. We said, we'll help you with that. We'll put together some really nice pieces for you that, that you can then you know, use for your benefit guides and, and kind of distribute that internally amongst all of your collateral. And then we started with that, pushed that out. They saw high engagement rates and we said, all right, what's next? What can we do next to make this, this transition as easy as possible? So it, it's really about, you know, think of the list of topics that you are struggling with or, or having a lot of questions surrounding and prioritize that list. Okay, where do we start with that? And how can we, how can we effectively get the ball rolling as soon as possible to help nip some of these, these problems in the bud, really, and, and get the word out fast? And so with this team, we were actually happy to see that their engagement results were very, very high. Employees responded very positively to it. And even with all of the major benefit carrier changes and the rebrand, they actually had the fewest amount of questions directed towards HR that they've ever had. And so we were just thrilled to hear that. And, and the client was obviously very happy as well, as were the employees. But that, that overall kind of approach is something that we see a lot of where, you know, it's, it's always going to be different, but it's all about the, the needs and then prioritizing that, that need and figuring out where to start. And that's something that we are always happy to help folks with. 
One of, the, one of the things you mentioned there were things like engagement, responsiveness, the number of questions coming in. Are those some of the key metrics that you look for when you're trying to figure out whether a campaign was successful or you're trying to back into, okay, what could we, could we have done differently to, to lead to a better result? Are those some of the key metrics you look at or are there others? Yeah, there, there's a bunch of metrics that we look at. The number one is going to be the response rates. So we can go in and, and we provide our clients with really detailed tracking and reporting, uh, both for our, our video content, our, our platform hosted digital postcards, employee resource portals, microsites, as well as our decision support. And so the first metric that we'll look at for all of those is going to be what was the response rate? Like what, what, what did people, what was the action that employees took? And that tells us that they had a good understanding of what to do next. And looking at that metric, we can usually get a good sense of the number of questions that, that were directed towards HR in terms of, of, you know, that employee now understood what to do and they, they did that. The other thing that we'll look at is, is with all of these communications, we'll always recommend as a best practice that we have a resource on there that an employee can click or tap that will go directly to HR. And so we can tell you exactly how many people clicked or tapped that. So you'll have a good finite number of, okay, 40 people asked a question this year as opposed to last year where we you know, received more. So there's a lot of metrics that are going to really be dependent on the communication that's going out, but it's important to be able to track all of it. So we do a lot of, of chaptered videos for, to give you an example. And so that chaptered video might be a video version of a benefits guide or a training module that somebody wants to do. And when you have that, a good performance indicator is, okay, let's look and see what people are clicking on. What are they watching within that video? And that can tell you, what some of the topics are that employees are most interested in. And Ben, every time it's funny, it's always the topic that people least expect where they're like, I didn't realize so many people were, were interested in learning more about, you know, our PPO or our high deductible plan. Let's, let's use that data to put together some, you know, additional resources around that, or uh, maybe put together an additional video down the road that kind of gets into more detail on that particular topic. Hmm. I love that. I'm a data geek, you know that. And so thinking about the numbers, thinking about having those insights, when I was sitting in the seat doing those kinds of communications around benefits and everything else for the business, there was, I didn't have those tools at my disposal. And so I'm always looking through that lens of, would this have made my job easier? Would this have helped me to be more effective in my role? And I'm thinking, man, goodness, that would have been awesome. <laughs> awesome to have some of those kinds of things in my, in my, in my fingertips. So if someone's listening to this, they're interested they, in, in just chatting with you, want to connect with the team, want to learn more about what you're doing or who else you're serving, what's the best way to get in touch? Sure. You can visit our website, flint.net. And right on there, there's a little resource where you can send yourself a digital postcard, see what it looks like, or get in touch with uh, somebody like myself. And I'm telling people, you know, I know open enrollment's creeping up, but there's still plenty of time to uh, get something ready to go. And we're happy to help. Wonderful. Jesse, this has been so much fun. I, I wasn't kidding earlier. I've been making notes the whole time, like got some good ideas out of this, some good tips and suggestions. I actually going to pass on to a couple of friends in the benefits space. I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Likewise, Ben, really appreciate you having me on and uh, love the show. Really awesome. appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate that very much. To everybody else, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jesse over at Flimp. Take care and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com. 